Grand Rising, everyone. Natalie coming to live. Spirit and coffee. Salud. <sighs> and it's almost, you know, well, it's almost noon. <laughs> so it's almost good afternoon. Um, so just you know, really excited that um, I have two more quarters until I graduate with my master's. Um, pretty exciting stuff. And for those who don't know, I'm getting a master's in psychology in consciousness and transformative studies. Okay. Consciousness and transformative studies. So um, that is a pretty deep conversation. And as you know, I'm a deep person and I and I talk about some pretty deep esoteric wisdom and, and spiritual alchemy and what that actually means and how do you apply it to your life and how do you move forward and all the good things. Um, and a lot of spiritual alchemy is based on, you know, these different processes or the elixir, right? What's the elixir to life? Like spiritual alchemy was like, how do we live forever? What is the elixir for immortality? How do we, you know, have a great abundant life? And some people, you know, they talk about the philosopher's stone, um, you know, uh, Nicholas Flamel. And that's kind of why I like Harry Potter, because they talk about, you know, how these philosophers came in and tried to understand what the elixir to life was um, and how do you transcend, you know, your soul into pure light? How do you transcend? And, you know, then it later became something different, of course, which is like, how do we turn base metals into gold, which really wasn't the, the foundational reason for spiritual alchemy. So spiritual alchemy has many processes and there's many ways to get to the top of the mountain. And there's different processes, different ways to understand it, different perspectives, different um, alchemic um, processes from different philosophers, different psychologists. Um, and in fact, you'll see that it is their alchemy that we're reading about. They're really trying to understand life and how they fit into the whole of it. One of the systems that we're looking at or are working with is living systems, which is a new worldview that's arising. Now, I say new worldview. I don't think it's new. We're calling it new because we've sort of forgotten. So it's a remembrance of a system that we used to think back on. And living systems really is about the fact that we live in systems and they're organic and nature and how nature is an open system of ebb and flow, of inputs and outputs, of how we grow and, and these complex systems are sort of opened and arise from as we move forward. So it's almost like this organic evolution of, of how things are created. How does it organically happen in these open systems and enclosed systems? So inanimate, animate objects, meaning objects that are alive, objects that are not alive, objects that are self-generating, object, objects that are not. We, and this can help us to understand the worldview that we currently live in because it's very complex to talk about. And using language sometimes, you know, people get lost in the language. We talk about a mechanistic worldview. And the mechanistic worldview um, really means that they think we, we work like machines, that the whole operation of our cosmos and everything was very mechanistic. It's like a machine, it's like a mechanics. Um, and that gave rise to mechanics. And that's what we see now. We see mechanisms all over the place, but those are inanimate objects. They cannot survive if we were to go away. They don't grow organically. 
they grew out of our creativity, basically. And, you know, for instance, a clock, if we didn't have clocks, if we, let's say humans went away, clocks wouldn't exist. <laughs> we created the clock. We, and it's a very mechanistic way to look at the world, very mechanical way to look at time. So we have these kind of mechanics in the background. Now they go away. So for instance, if we created something um, like the TV or you know the technology that we've done, all of that is mechanism. Um, now, when we talk about the organic living systems of what is organic would be self-generated, right? That we can regenerate. These systems operate on their own without um, you know, oiling the machine. In other words, they don't just decay so fastly. They will and can decay over time, right? But they don't. They can actually live, breathe, and thrive. And so us as a whole system, as an organism, are a living system. And we have systems within systems. We have things happening, and I've talked about this before, in our body, systems in our body that are communicating. And we don't, what are, who's communicating? Who's doing the communicating for us? We don't have to do anything. We're the thinking machine people. <laughs> thinking machine. We're the thinkers, but our body itself has the information and it's doing its thing without us even realizing it. We don't pay attention to it. Our heart beats and we don't tell it to beat. It just automatically does it. That is an organic system. And in living systems, we look at that. We look at that's a new worldview to look at these natural systems that are organic and naturally occurring systems where other systems that are mechanistic in the mechanistic worldview is a creation that we've, we've created that will fall apart over time. So we have inanimate, animate objects, right? Self-generating, self-thriving. Now we have to give ourselves things in order to survive like water and food and all that kind of stuff, but we can go on living, right? Um, if we don't have water for quite some time, we can live for quite a while, not a whole lot, a lot, um, food longer, breath, not as, not as much. We need oxygen, of course, to breathe, but living systems is about that thriving regeneration. Now thinking about our bodies and how they heal, right? We're not giving instruction. If we cut ourselves, we are not the ones saying, Hey, heal yourself. It naturally has the information in order to do that. It knows what to do. It's communicating and we don't need to communicate. We don't even know what it's communicating. I mean, we can scientifically try to understand the codes and information that's happening in the body, but there's systems we don't even understand that are sending signals to that cut in order to heal. Okay, that's living systems. So if you're in this, this place where you're just in your, your spiritual evolution, you're, you're trying to figure out this spiritual things, you have people that are, you know, talking about, you know, manifestation, the woo-woo stuff, all that stuff. And I talk about it too. I shouldn't even call it woo-woo, but we talk about that stuff. But if you want to dig deeper into understanding the systems that are at play, look at living systems as a worldview. That's a rising worldview and it's a great worldview because what it helps us do is understand the interconnectedness to all living things that when i pull from the thread it's going to impact hey gp man it's going to impact other parts of the web that there's a ripple right the cause and the effect that they talk about all the time there is a cause and an effect in everything that we do we don't really understand how because these systems sometimes are not 
evident to us. We're not really thinking about the systems that are in operation as we do something, the chain reactions that might happen. Um, and there's a book that we're reading in this class. It's called Thinking in Systems. Now, it's kind of technical, in my opinion. I'm reading it. I'm going, eh, I don't know. This is very sounds very mechanistic in my, my mind. But um, we will be talking about that uh, later tonight about, you know, my class you know, talking about, you know, is this really a mechanistic worldview? I can see how it applies to living systems. I can see how it applies to how we might operate and generate in an organic system. But I can also see how they can use it in order to hike up the price of eggs, for instance. You know, that's a big thing. They use these systems thinking in order to manipulate and and in order to hi, you know hijack prices or do whatever they're doing with the system so for me i'm not sure i mean think systems thinking i guess is an approach to living systems but if we want to look at living systems as an arising world view we would allow for the systems to actually naturally and organically evolve over time which is kind of hard for human beings to do we want to control everything we're looking to control everything. We're looking to understand and, you know, we want these outcomes to happen for, for people. We don't know how to let go and let evolve just naturally. That's not a function of a human being. A human being is trying to resolve issues. Perhaps we don't need to resolve. Perhaps we just need to just sit back and let it fall. But usually it's for our own comfort, right? We want to have our own comfort. But when we start to look at the systems and we start to look at how living systems work, then we can understand that we're a part of it. And if we don't do that, um, nature itself is going to tell us, yeah, it doesn't matter what you think, right? Because resources can run out and, and resources may not actually be replenished as fast as they're getting take. So we know consumerism does that, right? Systems thinking, you know, talks about that as well. Like how are we putting back you know, to have a surplus or to find that homostasis within the planet itself. Well, we can't really find what that balance is because there's so many other systems that are in operation that we are even unaware of, like bacteria and the things that we don't think about, right? Our metabolic rate, what's happening in our bodies, how we're expending or saving energy within our own self within um, consuming energy from other sources that can't maybe regenerate as fast. For instance, lumber, that's a big thing, right? When we think of deforestation issues and we start to look at these biological issues that are occurring, that we are not, put, the surplus, in other words, we can't regenerate the amount that we need and we're overtaking. And I mean, this is an easy concept to understand right that we're over consuming and it's not that earth itself can't regenerate it it's that it can't do it fast enough it's a process it takes time it's just kind of like if you're sick your system it can't function fully it can't function to full operation and sometimes you want to get out and do something but you can't you need more time in other words you can't go back to work <laughs> as quickly as maybe they want you to go and you're like, I need more time. I need more time to regenerate, to fill up my stock so that I can move forward because your body's trying to replenish itself. But that takes time to regenerate. It doesn't just happen like this. And so that's why we're facing these bigger issues in the world. 
um, it's because we're trying to control it. Now they talk about oscillation, which I'm not 100%. Trust me, I am like throwing this out here. Um, you guys read about it. I'm going to learn about it in my class tonight. But oscillation is like us trying to fix the problem and making it worse because we think that we need to input something and then we don't really know what the output's going to be. And or we're restocking too much or not restocking enough. Now, overstock can cause an issue as well. And they talk about this in mortality and um, um, mortality rates and then the, uh, the um, birthing rates. So when we talk about like, OK, well, what's happening with population? Do we have enough people to operate the systems we currently have? And that becomes an issue. Right. And sometimes there's over population where we have too many people right and so we're thinking you know they've talked about that too and so it, it becomes these systems and i get it as a concept of really understanding but i think it could be really exploited to drive up egg prices right so you're like well how is this interconnected because it all is and they use systems thinking and that's what i'm trying to get people to understand that we can talk about you know how bad the systems are and we can talk about, you know, the conspiracies and the this and the that. We know that the systems were not designed for everybody. They weren't. They they weren't constructed that way. So we can, you know, bitch about the governor in Arkansas, which I just found out, that's taking out Latinx. And we can, you know, bitch about, oh, they're not, they're taking out the diapers. Well, it, it wasn't designed that way to begin with. It, it, the, the entire system wasn't designed that way. And, and bitching, and, and it's a losing fight in my mind, okay? People can continue to do that. There's nothing wrong with that, but there's no win because, again, as we know, Einstein said, I think it was Einstein, please, GP Man, if you know this and I'm wrong, you can't solve the same problem with the mind that created it. <laughs> you can't solve the problem with the same mind that created it. You know, we're trying to solve these issues within a system that wasn't designed for everybody. That doesn't even make sense, but yet we continue to do it. Part of the reason why is because people are stuck in the paradigm. They can't rise above it. They can't see above it. They're stuck in it. And they think that the change needs to happen inside the system. Well, that's incorrect. The system wasn't designed that way, so you can't really correct it inside the system. And uh, I had a professor a long time ago, and I think I understand what he was saying. He's an epidemiologist. Totally makes sense what he said. Back then, I understood it, but I understand even more today. Like, it hits me different. He's like, you can't fight a virus with a virus. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so we're just, like, trying to, like, it's basically, like, you know, trying to where what the viruses mutate right it's like oh here's a shot maybe that'll fix it that's not going to fix it it's going to mutate into something different you're just going to keep giving it shots no we have to do something different we have to start thinking in systems and this is for the individuals i feel that are um in a expanded rate of consciousness individuals are at various um ways of understanding consciousness are various levels of consciousness i will say I hate to say levels because it, it assumes hierarchy one's better than the other and it's not. But when we expand consciousness, um, when we allow new um, concepts to arise within us, we start to see things from a very different perspective. And, and one way that you know that you're starting to outgrow these old systems is when you start to say, ah, uh, this doesn't fit as much. 
So when people get over their existential crisis, when people start to understand transpersonal experiences and people start to expand consciousness, they'll start to see systems. They'll start to want to give back. They'll start to understand that we're here to serve. They'll start to understand that we all need to like give our gifts back, but they'll also be able to open their mind to new perceptions and new worldviews. People who are closed off to new worldviews and ways of seeing the world are not ready to transcend and include. They're not, they're not there yet. And that's okay. That doesn't, some people may never want to expand their consciousness into a new worldview. That is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't make them any less. It doesn't mean they're below. It just means that they're not able to see the new worldview. They're not able to accept this new worldview. And there could be a lot of reasons why. So gently, but people who are understanding and even people who show up to these the and stay on like you, GP man, are just really what's happening is that you're trying to understand how to move past these narratives into a new narrative, a new story. And it's not easy for people because guess what? People don't have a new story. They're trying to create a new story. The story doesn't exist yet. In fact, we're creating it as we go along. We've lived by narratives, old narratives. Um, and if you go back mythologically, you know, where we talk about, you know, the beginning of time and how it started and, you know, these narratives that we do, because as human beings, that's what we do. We make up meaning about our place and space in this, in this world. And you go back to those stories, those myth stories. Um, those were the old ways and old worldviews. That's how we saw the world and it evolved over time. Now, this new story that we're living under, we've lived under the patriarch story for a very long time. That's shifting. And it's scary for a lot of people because what they do is they, they, they take the patriarch and they make it wrong. And it's not wrong. It's just that it can't just be. The patriarch, right? It has to be both. It has to be matriarch, patriarch, because we live in a duality. Our system is dual. Our bodies are dual. That's why we're always trying to go back to homostasis. That's why, again, the living system is always looking for equilibrium because we need both to balance out. We're so off kilter. We're so off balance. And the mind that created that was the patriarch. That is, it's the mindset of the patriarch. Yeah. And we can't, try to fix that there's no fixing it you have to create new systems and the new systems don't need to deny that the patriarchy is important it needs to include it so it's a, an include and transcend it's not an either or conversation <laughs> it's not oh the matriarch's better than the patriarch now i was reading this passage um, from this other reading that we're doing in Living Systems, which is a pretty, pretty cool um, article talking about, you know, what it might have happened. And this is what I'm really interested in is kind of like, where, where did it start? Where did we start to just forget about the matriarch? Because that's really what happened. We just sort of, I don't want to say we forgot about her. We sort of just stepped on her, trampled on her and said she wasn't worthy, which is crazy. Like, for power, for whatever reason, these individuals did it back historically, you know, they knew, kind of knew what they were doing. You know, it was a planned out thing. Um, they sort of just said, ah, you know, that's, we, this doesn't matter. 
and they got away with it for a long time. They still are. But now nature's fighting back and saying you can't because living system tells us that if you if you extract too much from from mother nature, she can't replenish fast enough. And guess who it hurts? All living species, including human beings. So we think we're above it and we're not. And so the old myth stories, when you go back, were based on goddess. They were based on the mother. That changed and transcend over time into a god, which is a father. And and then and then it became external. And then and then they inherently said, Well, I'm a god, I'm a creator. And so now we see what we have in the world today. And it's sort of this evolution of what happened. Now, is it a person that did it? No, there was an energy. Something happened energetically that shifted the narrative. You know, maybe they didn't like the way the matriarch was running things. Maybe there was some issues going on and who knows, you know, the consciousness though of human beings thought that the matriarch was bad, <laughs> terrible, slay her, stomp her, kick her, step on her face. Who cares about her? She's not important. Then it became a gender thing. And, and so we see societies are not structurally designed for women. They're not designed for the matriarch. And they're never going to be. <laughs> and if we keep trying to <laughs> revise these structures to include the matriarch, it's a losing battle. I'm not even mad. I'm not mad at that governor because I don't think from those from that perspective. When you start to think about systems, you 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 go, well, it wasn't designed for us. Of course, the system's that way. I'm not going to be mad. What am I going to do? Fight that? That doesn't even make sense recreate redesign that's what needs to happen a whole new worldview a whole new mindset needs to be constructed now the new construction doesn't need to be all matriarchal because that's crazy and in fact in a matriarch it doesn't disclude the patriarch and so this got me thinking about you know motherhood and and i'm not mad <laughs> good i'm glad you're not mad you can so started to think about you know um how the motherhood and and how diversity is something that's a natural inherent um feeling from a mother because we um as we have children they could be either they could be girls or boys we carry both genders in us right and and so that diversity kind of lives within us you don't know if you're gonna have a girl or a boy. You can't really determine that. I mean, you can go and do some scientific crazy stuff and say, well, I just want a boy or a girl. But if we allow nature to do what it does, you don't know if you're gonna have a girl or a boy. It just, whatever naturally occurs in the womb is what happens, right? Now the seed might have instructions as to what it is. And we know that that comes from a male. So the seed is equally important as the woman cultivating that seed and that nurturing ground that we have. Okay. And you may get both. You're absolutely correct. But the diversity. And then it got me thinking about how men treat women and, and what we've done to the mother and how we've forgotten to really men, um, not as a whole, but I'm saying in the structures that were designed to, to uh, program men to not nurture the very ground where they lay their seed, which is just kind of sad. Because we are, would be the, the fertilized ground ready to receive these seeds. 
but yet they're stomping on the face of the very place where their seed is actually landing. And so we have this, this bigger system of mess, <laughs> basically. And, and, and the seeds where they're landing are, um, you know, when you think about the traumas of the women who are carrying these babies who perhaps are single mothers, fathers not showing up, fathers not nurturing the very ground where they laid their seed, um, these children hold that trauma in them. So think about a seed that gets dropped in ground that's not fertile and nurtured, you know, kind of like our food. If we have this food that's being grown in soil that doesn't have the nutrients, then when we consume it, it's toxic to our body. So these systems allow us to think on in different ways. And when we think about men and women as, you know, this ebb and flow of a system that's organic, that works like nature, that's regenerative, that, you know, can help create. And yet we are not, we are not putting ourselves in a place that is going to be fertile ground so that we can have offspring that arises and, and is able to be cultivated into this beautiful spirited light being. Well, we've created that through these systems. So symbols, language, I mean, I could go on a spiral of how it all interconnects and our language and our structures, which are very patriarchal, right? They're all pyramids. That's a patriarchal symbol. And there's only one person at the top. I don't care how much you people want to fight the system, want to fighting the system ain't going to get you nowhere because guess what? It wasn't designed that way. It was not designed that way. And the faster that we can come to terms with that and understand that and start to look at the bigger narrative that's happening and say, oh, shoot, we have totally discredited a very significant part of the story that needs to be added back. And that's what people are doing. Even scientists are freaking out. <laughs> Everyone is, to be honest. And everybody's lost. They don't know which way to turn. They don't know what to listen to. There's 500 billion podcasts out there. People are like, find your light, find your inner joy, find your this, find your that. And it's like, okay, great. But within a system that doesn't allow it, how many people's minds really will be freed? How many people have the luxury of just pondering this stuff and living their best life on the systems that are currently created? Not. The majority of the population are not. Why? Because they're in a system that was designed that way. And, and, and trying to fight it is not going to get anywhere. Can't go wrong with spirit and coffee. <laughs> Thanks, GP man. You know? It's just crazy. And there's so many ways to talk about it. But living systems, you guys, I'm telling you, it is the new worldview, new paradigm. So if you want to get out of the dialogues of, you know, of conspiracy theory, and it's fine. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if that's where you're at. Eventually, it's going to lead you to the next phase. And in my case, spiritual alchemy, which everything should lead you to spiritual alchemy because that's what it is. And that's what living system is really living systems is another way to say spiritual alchemy. And they use different language and words 
in 500 million different ways to confuse the shit out of everybody. <laughs> but when you start to look at it, you start to say, oh yeah, we're just going back to the way it was, but it won't go back to the way it is. That's another thing because we've already gone through this narrative of the patriarch. We need to accept what's next and we need to, we get to stop stepping on the sacred mother, the cosmic mother. And we, we get to stop saying that it's just a, a male God and God is a father and that's that. And there's no, there's no mother involved. What are you talking about? <laughs> there's an ebb and flow of everything. And so once we start to really learn to in, even nurture ourselves. So as women, I think we, and, and I'm going to say this to the women on here, the women that are getting on here, whatever, in something I'm practicing and learning for my own self is to nurture ourselves, to be gentle with ourselves, to be kind with ourselves, to learn to love ourselves. Because the, the soil that we carry can be nurtured by our own self because we hold the space to do that. It makes me cry. Women hold the space to just have this beautiful soil and, 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 and love themselves and be kind and gentle and careful with ourselves, you know, but also show up very powerfully, but at the same time, accepting, right? We accept and, and that's kind of where we need to go as a society. Not these old systems aren't going to work. So you guys, I don't know who's mad, mad about the eggs. People bitch about the eggs, bitch about the this, bitch about that. And then I say, well, you know, the system was designed that way. And if you look at systems thinking, they automatically use this stuff to manipulate the systems. And guess what? It works. It works for them. They don't get in trouble. Why? Because they designed the system that way. <laughs> And if you want to go in and fight that system, good luck. It's not going to get you anywhere. You need to create new systems. You can't fight a virus with a virus. And if you, if you want to give it a shot, if you want to go give it a, a booster shot or whatever, um, it's just going to morph into something different. It's not, it, it, you've got to change the entire system. That's like, that's just it. And I, I can't stress that enough. There's no new alchemy needs to be created. Um, and this is why it's hard for people to get out of those narratives because we were also not trained to be innovative, to be creative, to understand how to design new systems. So guess what? It'll just morph into the same old thing. It's not going to change. <laughs> okay. You're not going to become, it's a very rare that you'll become a CEO of a company that's already in place in operation. There's one person at the top. That person was specific. They were specific about who they wanted to be at the top and they designed it specifically that way. So you can bitch about you know, the rights of women and this and that and the other. And then that's okay. Do it. You're not going to win. There's no winning in this game. It's not, it wasn't created to create a win-win. It wasn't a win-win game they created. They created a win-lose. <laughs> and, and really a lose-lose, to be honest with you, because at the end of the day, the joke's on them. They're going to lose too if they continue with their crap, because guess what? Mother Nature, at the end of the day, and these living systems win, not us. So they kind of created a lose-lose situation. And 
the sooner they get the memo and the message, uh, the better off all humanity will be. <laughs> um, but if they don't, we could be too far gone, right, as a species. And I talk about that all the time. So there you have it. We've either gone too far. <laughs> and, um, you know, I say it because we're crazy. You know, it just doesn't have to be this hard. We can just respect each other. But of course, that's not what happens. You have these few people at the top that are just like mad control freaks. I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> I just, I, my opinion, they need a hug, a long hug, like a hug, like you're not going to get out of this hug, like for a long time until you break down <laughs> and cry or do something. Um, but, you know, so the systems bitch about them. Like I said, you can do that. You can go fight them, be an activist. That ain't going to get you anywhere. I don't care what you say. It ain't going to get you anywhere. I, I, it's a losing battle. It's a lose-lose. It's not a win-win. Um, and so if you understand the, the game, right, even if you play the game, you can't play it to your optimal level unless you fit the profile of who it was designed for. It was designed in Mario Brothers. Mario or Luigi, or whatever players were there to win the game, were there to win the game. They they were designed to win the game. You couldn't take the evil guys in there and say they're going to win the game. Right? And the end game was to win the game. Right? So you could lose the game, of course, but they were never going to win the game. Right? There were just like steps up to the final game of how do you win, right? And it's not that they won the game, these evil villains. They didn't win the game. They just ended your game. Because <laughs> there was only one winner. It didn't say winner, it said game over. <laughs> and that's exactly how we were designed. So, you know, there's one person who gets to the top and that's just that and that's it. And and um, and it's always going to be that way until we figure out how to redesign and structure. So get into living systems. Whew, just went off a little bit. And then um, there's some other readings as well. You know, the one about the goddess um, and that's called. Um, let me give you the name of it real quick. I think I still have it up. Yeah, it is Earth Dance, Living Systems and Evolution. Earth Dance, Living Systems and Evolution. A couple of books you can read there if you want to. Um, and then there's also, we have Wicked and Wise. I haven't read, started reading that book yet, but um, will be soon. So again, remember, start to, start to think about these systems in a bigger perspective rather than, you know, being in the system itself and being a product of that system. Um, just try to allow yourself to think a little bit bigger into what is living systems and how can I recreate these systems rather than how do I fight these systems? Because fighting the systems, again, it's not going to work. It wasn't designed for you. It wasn't. Even you. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you and you and you and like 99.9% of the population it wasn't designed for. So we have to recreate and, and it's going to take a lot of us to recreate these narratives and these stories to reconstruct. And it's 
so imperative that we do it now because honestly, people are freaking out. I don't, I don't think people really understand how freaked out they are and they don't know what's next. They really don't. They have to create what's next. And if we don't create it, guess who's going to create it? They will, whoever they is. <laughs> and and we don't want they because who are they <laughs> to begin with so there you have it um i hope this is super helpful um you know and and really love you guys if you guys need support um you know there's a lot to get through to get to the point where you accept a new worldview it's not an easy process um and there's a lot of shit that we have to deal with in our own internal psyche and self in order to accept that you know this world needs to be um, operating differently. It, it just does, okay? There, or it doesn't, and then we just die, and it figures it out somehow, okay? All right, so there you have it. Love you guys. Have a fantastical day, and I will see you soon.